Hello everyone and welcome back to the World Cup Daily Podcast. You join us less than 12 hours out from the first game of week two. So we've done the most sensible thing. We've assembled the whole team together to bring you our week two preview show. Myself, Fergus Mainland, James Price, Imogen Ainsworth, Reuven Blignalt, Caleb Matumba and Alex Reid. Uh, we've got the gang all together in person for the first time since our inaugural episode. Uh, strict rules for this episode. We've got six games to get through. We will be running through all six games in reverse logical order, starting off with Fiji, South Africa. A strict three-minute time limit will be placed. All right, you'll get the alarm going off. Actually, I'm going to get the timer ready to go now. <laughs> three minutes. We're going to run through each of the games, and after we've done our game coverage, uh, we're going to go through all of our predictions. We've jo- we've created a mini league on the Rugby World Cup website to predict scores try scores and margin so you can look forward to hearing our thoughts on that but our first game uh, from pool c that we're going to dive into is fiji and south africa and james and Imo, that's your um speciality one isn't yeah it? i'll take that one on with a strict three minutes let's go so uh south africa v fiji is basically the pool the match for the bottom of the pool realistically at least who's going to be third who's going to be fourth unless they beat England or France which is unlikely so it's actually going to be quite a tight contest I think Fiji obviously started really well against England last week they were very impressive um, and managed to break down England very well in that first half and Simon Middleton came out and said that you know they were they were beaten in that first half of England um, or at least not beaten they were uh, what's the word rattled rattled that's the word rumbled God, I'm breaking down on my three minutes here um, <laughs> they were rumbled uh, but obviously they fatigued quite a lot in the second half uh, so moving on to South Africa uh, they've got a pretty similar team to last week Libby Van Janssen van Rensburg is starting at 10 again uh, after she was hauled off after 20 minutes for having a pretty awful first 20 with the boots I wasn't it wasn't 100% clear whether that was a tactical change or whether she was injured but she's back in the team so I assume it was tactical um, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes because if the kicking game isn't quite as good again then Fiji who were really good in that first 20 minutes against England, will be able to take advantage of that. Um, Zene Jordan, who's on the bench for South Africa, when slash if she comes on, she will become the most capped South African women's player ever, for with only 35 caps, but still obviously an incredible achievement. Um, they've, South Africa have a really strong back three as well. Uh, Roos was probably their most impressive player in their first game, uh, as well as the try scorer Malengi, so that'll be really good to see. Um, interesting, Fiji never played South Africa, so it'd be nice to see them play each other for the first time. Uh, and yeah, I'm going to go with big call Fiji. Boo! Controversial. Um, actually, well, let's let's go have a quick look at that game. We've done predictions and everything. You've called Fiji. Has anyone else got Fiji to win that game? No. I do. Apparently, <sighs> you've got Fiji to win. What? How much have you got Fiji to win by? Five. Fiji by five. One thing I do want to comment on, uh, just with Fiji, uh, it's very exciting that they are sort of a vibes-based team. Uh, that They do have a lot of... No, it's true, though. <laughs> Both with men's and women's, we always talk about Fiji having really good vibes, really good way of yeah. playing. No, but it's true. What, what I just want to say, which I think is important, at some point, Fiji have, stopped, have got to stop being a team with good vibes and get results. <laughs> Yeah, it's true, it's true. Yeah, it's fair. I'm saying the genuine point here, as silly as it sounds, that at some point they've got to start getting results. Um, Obviously, the women's team is a different place to the men's team. They're very very new. Um, I'm going to back Fiji to the hilt on this one. 
Fiji for an upset. Interesting. Interesting. I've, I, so I've got South Africa to win that by Thank you. 10. I've got by seven. So. You've got by seven. You got, how much have you got? By South six. Caleb, by six. Yeah. Living? Yeah, I've got Fiji too, and I know I am South African, but... Whoa! Oh, you need to hand back your passport. <laughs> <laughs> I am predicting Fiji is going to win. I do think that South Africa will maybe score the first try. I know that it's uh, it's very out there in the open, but let's see. I've, I've got Fiji down to win by 10 points. There's your headline of the episode. Headline of the episode so far: the South African doesn't back South Africa, which is <laughs> shocking, quite frankly. Uh, next up, uh, we'll go to Wales against New Zealand. That is a three fifteen kickoff on Sunday. Alex, you've got the privilege of waking up for that yeah. one. Yeah. Talk us, talk us through um, that clash of the North and South, the Southern Hemisphere. So Wales making four changes from the team that beat Scotland. Um, the back line is unchanged as we expected from their um, in, from their impressive performance against Scotland. Um, Alicia Butchers is out injured unfortunately because she had a great game against Scotland. Um, Siobhan Lily Crap is back in at captain, which means that Gwen Crab is moving to um, blindside from lock. Bethan Lewis is starting at open side ahead of Alex Callender, and Kelsey Jones is coming into the front row in place of Karis Phillips, who's got an ankle knock. Um, surprisingly, New Zealand make 11 changes um, from the side he beat Australia. Um, the only people keeping their place are Portier Woodman, DeMont, Ruby Tui, and Alana Bremner. Um, although Tui is at fullback instead of on the wing, and Bremner is on at blindside, so a disrespectful. Yes, changes. It is disrespectful right. to be honest, because Wales played very well in the first game, and there could be an upset on the cards. I don't think there will be, but there could be. You've got to back yourself to this. <laughs> Which one is it going to be? I don't. I think New Zealand will win, but it will be a lot closer than people think because they've made so many changes. I actually didn't know the lineups when I made them prediction on the group. So. Yeah, I think it'll be closer. See, I, I've just called out New Zealand um, for their 11 changes. And they're clearly just giving their, their squads as much playing time as possible. Uh, I do think, I, I'm standing by that disrespectful comment. However, I have predicted New Zealand to win this by 35 points. I think the big problem, <laughs> I think the big problem is that Wales had some key injuries in the first game as well. So they will um, be knocked back um, from their performance in the first round. Although all of their key backline is coming back as I said so I think they'll play quite well here's a question do you think if Wales don't win against New Zealand they'll really mind in the grand scheme of things because they've already got their one win against Scotland they already said at the start mm. of the tournament that was their big game yeah. Yeah. that was the game they had to win because they'll probably back themselves in the other pool games well, well I think I think if you go out and this is Wales and if you get smacked by oh, as I've predicted 35 points it's, it's not a good result for them um, it's for them, I think they've they've started to put those pro contracts into into fruition. But if you're then getting set back by to be honest, even by 20, 30 points in a match, it's it doesn't look good. And it's it's what you, you look at any match, whatever match it was, you call it a drumming, you call it a thumping, and you call it an embarrassment. I think that goes both ways though, because if they they if they do lose but they play well, they'll go into the Australia game with confidence. And they might get something out of it because as we know, Australia. Um, can be great, but can also um, perform quite badly at times, as we've seen in the warm-up games. So they could even go into the Australia game hoping to get something out of it. Um, I don't see it this weekend, but maybe the next weekend after that. So who have you got to score the first try, Alex? Uh, 
Ruby Tui, she's an absolute baller. So, yeah. What Jasmine Joy is want to see the foot race between the two of them. <laughs> Interesting. Ruby Tui wants to see it as well. So. Ruben, who wins New Zealand France? Uh, New Zealand Wales. Um, okay, I have got down while my uh, computer loads. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got New Zealand down to win by five with Ruby Tui. Five. I've got yeah. seven. Just five. Really? Close. Well, I think it's going to be a close game. I think you're wrong with the margin there, but but I win for yeah. New Zealand nonetheless. So one of our team has by five and one of us has by 35? Yes. Of good. Well, we'll oh, see how that goes. Even though we're go. very I've good at math. I've, oh. I've got 21. What have you, what have you put as the, as the thing? No. I've put seven. <laughs> <laughs> it was insane, okay. Yeah. So we're, no, no one's going with Wales. Yeah, probably the right choice there. Um, apologies to our Welsh listeners out there. Uh, next up. Uh, is our, pure, our Pool B match uh, between Italy and Canada kicking off at a rather unpleasant time of quarter to one on yep. Sunday morning. Ruben? Quarter to one UK times. If you wake up bright and early, you'll be able to catch it on ITV4. Or not go to sleep. <laughs> or just not go to sleep. That's absolutely correct. Saturday is before that. Um, so... <laughs> So currently, as it stands, Canada and Italy are both top of Group B, with Canada uh, topping um, after after one match. Uh, in their last match, Italy beat the USA 22-10, and Canada beat Japan 41-5. So both uh, finished both of their last matches with quite a considerable margin. Um, there have been three changes to the Italy squad coming up. So Sarasaye... Um, this is a great opportunity for me to learn my Italian. Sarasaya, Since you went against South Africa, you might need a new country, mate. <laughs> we'll be replacing uh, Lucia Guy at, um, at uh, Tighthead. Beatrice Veronese comes out um, and comes into the back row uh, for Ilhara Agranetti, um, who was injured against the USA last Sunday. And Giordana Duca starts in the second row. So there's only three changes ahead of Italy's uh, match. Uh, Canada has yet to actually announce their team for the match coming up. Um, so we will wait and see. Um, I'm expecting to see Aura Mutso do quite well after her performance in the last match uh, for Italy. And Vittoria Minuzzi as well, who who had a great, great performance as well. Uh, for Canada, I'm expecting um, Emily Totossi, if that's how I pronounce it correctly, uh, she will be quite dominant as well for Canada. So as far as the prediction goes, uh, I have predicted when it loads again. <laughs> well, just whilst that loads, um, yep. we've just refreshed the World Rugby page. The Canadian team has now been announced. Oh, have they? And okay. uh, Canadian coach Kevin Ruitt has named his team uh, and prop Olivia de Marchand will become the seventh Canadian woman to play 50 tests for her country when she runs out against Italy. Oh, great. So a okay. huge, huge achievement there for uh, Olivia de Marchand. Delighted to see her uh, reached that half century mark. That'll be fantastic. Uh, two changes um, for Canada. Uh, obviously, Olivia de Merchant, we've just mentioned, and the other changes sees uh, Sarah uh, Verboda earn a first start in, uh, sorry, since the World Rugby Pacific Four Series in June. Great. Okay. Uh, yes. Awesome. So that'll be very interesting. I'm. I'm predicting. I am predicting Italy to win by six. 
So even though Canada is uh, um, going to have a great performance, I believe that Italy is going to win by six. Interesting. Yeah. Caleb, do you agree with him? You can't agree with Ruven. He went against South Africa. <laughs> I, I can't trust this guy. I'm, I'm going for Canada, um, unfortunately, by four, uh, because they, they've lost the previous match, and they, they've come into the tournament ranked very high, and I think they've got what it takes to go over this Italian side. Mm. I've also got Canada. I've got Canada by 10. Oh, some Ooh. sense is prevailing on okay. this podcast. I've got Italy by seven. Italy 13. Italy 13. I think we underrated them coming into the tournament, to be honest. I don't think okay. we did. Um, just very quickly before we move on to the next one, here's some, here's some interesting things for you. So, Italy must win by 15 points to claim above Canada as a smaller margin will leave them 0.01 rating points behind their opponents. Um, however, if Italy win, this would see Italy climb to a new high of fourth with third possible if New Zealand were to lose to Wales by more than 15 points, which we don't think is going to happen. No. Um, and if that were to happen, Canada would drop out of the top four since 2016. However, a victorious Canada cannot improve on third place unless New Zealand also failed to beat Wales. Which is okay. not happening. Yeah, Say that three times faster. It, it sounds like there's a lot riding on this game on both sides. Yes. Yeah. yeah, sounds like come quarterfinals, we all need calculators on the podcast. Yes. yes. And speaking of a lot riding on a match, uh, we roll into Saturday's games, the late kickoff, um, a rather pleasant uh, 0800 match between France and England that we are not calling hashtag Lou Brunch. <laughs> what did you call it earlier? Hashtag Lou Yorkshire Tea Time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we've got uh, England-France, first versus fourth in the world. Um, I think it would be fair to say we expect England to win this one. They've got a 72% win ratio over France. Um, France have lost each of the team's last 10 meetings, um, but by no fewer than nine points um, each time. Marley Packer returns to the England side, so Sadia Kabea, who was player of the match last week, um, is out with a slight injury. Marley Packer just coming back from hers. Um, and England captain Sarah Hunter is set to make her 137th appearance, which will equal Rocky Clark's uh, England cap record for any England player uh, ever, so that's a good achievement for her. Um, the number eights and locks will be a great match-up from both sides, so kind of the best in the world in both teams. Um, if France were to miraculously beat England by 15 points or more, then they would become world number one. So if that was to happen, it would be an upset in many, many ways. Um, they do both know each other very well. They've played against each other many times in the Six Nations. Um, the French normal captain is on the bench. She's um, on her way back from injury, so she's bench this time. Um, France do have a new coaching setup, um, and Simon Middleton said that England are starting from scratch because they haven't ever beaten that coaching team. But not necessarily, not necessarily sure we uh, we believe that. What does Zoe Harrison say? Uh, yeah, Zoe Harrison spoke to her in a press conference earlier in the week. Uh, she said, along the lines of, we know France, we've played them so many times, they're not going to change. This is what they are, it's the French way. Uh, I'm not convinced by any of the outside chat that uh, France are going to beat England. I genuinely think there's a 99% chance that England are going to win this game. And if they don't, it would be a real, real failure. They haven't lost them since 2018. It's a 10-match winning streak. Um Pretty and sure it ends yeah. in New Zealand. Zoe Harrison, when we spoke to her, was literally 
in a I don't know in a cafe on her phone she was very relaxed and it was really it was actually quite good because I think she really showed what it was like on the inside of the England camp which is they know that they're confident but on the outside they they can't say that really so um, I think inside they'll be going France for the taking quite easily. Uh, however, this game ends. France haven't lost a Rugby World Cup pool game since 2006, and England have never lost in the pool stages. So it'll be a... One of those two records is going. Yeah, one of them is going to be gone. So, well, you never know, it could be a draw, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, is anyone not predicting England to win this? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. I think so it's for it's yeah. It'll, be, it'll be interesting if they don't, but I think it'll be silly not to go with them this weekend. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. So that moves us on to the United States of America against Japan, uh, 5.30 kickoff UK time on Saturday, the Pool B clash. Caleb, you're covering that one, aren't you? Yeah, 5.30. I'm usually on the train by that time, so not a biggie. Um, I wonder how Ruben is going to do it. Midnight. Good yeah. luck. Um, USA could fall to 10th if they're beaten by more than 15 points. Both teams come into this encounter having lost their pool games, um, the first ones they had. So it creates an interesting encounter. We saw that um, the USA lost to Italy and Japan lost to Canada. So what that creates is teams that are hungry for, for a victory. And if, if that happens, then it will open pool B up. So what we have is the USA coach, Rob Kane, has made seven personal changes. Um, Aleph Kalter returns the centers for the first time since June. Um, we also see that both teams have had their tries scored by second rowers. So it'll be interesting to see if any other position gets to score a try for the USA or for Japan. Um, the last time they met was the only time in 1994. USA running away with that one by 100 points, 121 points to nil. So it was a cricket score. So it'll be interesting to see if Japan can actually put a score past the USA. I think yes. <laughs> it's a different Japan side, isn't it? Let's be honest. But yeah, it's, it's different Japan side. But the USA have fallen from what we expect of them as a as a powerhouse in the World Cup. They haven't really shown that. They shouldn't have lost to Italy, in my opinion. They allowed that game to slip out of out of their reach. And the score, I think, slightly flatters Italy. The USA is better than what we saw last weekend. Um, Japan set it well against Canada, but obviously Canada had more firepower and Japan couldn't hold their own. It'll be interesting, the, the approach in terms of the game plan the USA uses if Canada went with all-out mauling against um, Japan and that seemed to disintegrate Japan's defense. Interested to see if the USA opened the game up more or they tighten it up. Um, so, yeah, we see that Leslie McKenzie has made three personal changes to a starting lineup for Japan. Um, and we see that Hinamo Nagura has played most minutes of any Japanese player in 2022 with 504 across seven games. She had made. She has also has made the most running meters. So Japan does come with some pedigree in terms of their player personnel, but I think USA will be a big mountain for them to climb. Um, my predictions. <laughs> despite, every, despite everything he's just said, he's despite Japan, I have gone for USA <laughs> by twenty. Um, I've gone for USA by twenty. Twenty. Yep. Fifteen. Yep. Yeah, I said fourteen. Yeah, I, I, I was a little bit low. I said 10. Mm, playing it safe. Yeah. Yeah, after denouncing your citizenship, I see. <laughs> I see. Oh, Ruben, you're going to have South African immigration at your oh, front door. Yeah. I hope South Africa wins. It. I hope they win. Yeah. Um, 
sending Ruben up on the next plane up to Cape Town, um, if that happens. <laughs> I thought you said he wouldn't be able to get in. Yeah, for them to arrest him. Uh, <laughs> I see. <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on to the first game of the weekend, three o'clock tomorrow morning, less than twelve hours time. Uh, Scotland against Australia, the two losers in Pool A going head to head. But it will be thumbs up, James. Does <laughs> Scotland have an 0-2 record against Australia at the Rugby World Cup? And actually, in general, they've only played Australia twice. First in 1998, they lost 25-15. The second in 2002, they lost 30-0. Um, has it been close, hasn't it, Fergus? Yeah. Mm. Well, 10 points, I'd put that as a close result. Yeah, 10 points is. Yeah. Okay. That's enough for you to get into the last 70 minutes of a match and think, do you know what? We can do this. Yeah, that's the most disheartening loss. enough for the hope to keep burning. Okay. Um. Yeah. Um, Two changes for Scotland coming in. Uh, The mighty Rachel McLaughlin has returned to open side to win her 30th cap. Um, And I think what's really nice is I knew Rachel growing up. And she started off, she was judo and then she came into rugby. And seeing her progress through judo and seeing her getting her into rugby, it's just been a fantastic journey to watch. And to see her win 30 caps, I think, is, is phenomenal. It's really, really nice to see. Uh, she replaces Louise McMillan. Uh, Hannah Smith will shift to the left wing. Uh, she replaces Megan Gaffney. Uh, Gaffney, who, of course, scored two tries versus Wales. So I think taking that key try score off, um, they're going to have to bring Rona Lloyd into the game much more. Um, she's been described as having this amazing attacking presence on the field. They just weren't able to utilise her last game against Wales. So if they're going to challenge Australia in a way that I I hope they can do, uh, they're going to have to bring in Rona Lloyd Lloyd far more. Uh, Both teams, actually, though, they have really quite terrible losing streaks at the moment. Um, Scotland are on an eight-game losing streak. They haven't won a match since they qualified for the World Cup after they beat Colombia. And Australia are on a seven-game losing streak. Uh, as well so for both teams they're in desperate need of a match so again it's another one of these there's, there's so much riding on these group stages and we yep. talked about um, the world ranking shifting but again this one um, for, for Scotland and Australia they're both in, in desperate need desperate need of a win it surprises me that they've changed the back three to be honest because I thought that's where all their strength was in the last game like they obviously they built back into it in the second half but yeah that's, that's weird to me yeah. Um, however, despite that, the hopes of the nation of Scotland are back up to record high levels again after seeing Australia's performance against New Zealand. I firmly believe that Scotland will beat Australia. They'll beat them by five points <laughs> on Saturday morning. I'm calling this to be game of the weekend. And by the looks of it, if you look at your T-shirt figures, it must be a blockbuster encounter. Um, that comment doesn't really work on a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Audio only, mate. We haven't got the cameras out yet. It's try and get his hopes up because Scotland are going to lose. I'm calling Australia to win. I've got Scotland by eight. Hey, oh, really? Well, okay. okay. Well, well, I'm so you're both in denial. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm predicting a, uh, quite a tight match as well, but I, I think Australia will win, but only by three points. Hmm. Australia by 15. Australia by seven. Um, have you watched Braveheart, Caleb? Are you familiar with that fantastic <laughs> motion picture? Uh, <laughs> Remind me again. Well, you know, Scotland, after being beat down time and time again mm-hmm. uh, and suffering, suffering a bit of a loss, 
against the English. You know, the 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 rise up, the people of Scotland rise up, led by uh, William Wallace, and they go on and they, they conquer the conquer the English. So what I'm envisaging is this this fire that's going to be roaring in their bellies after losing to these to these Welsh dragons. Listen last to the week. passion. <laughs> and they're going to walk out. Did you see them sing the national anthem last week? No one sang the national anthem better. They're going to come onto that field. They're going to smack down Australia. And they're going to get a win that they should have got last week and avenge last week's performance by five points. I hope that happens for your sake. So do I. <laughs> for your my sake. Yes. I hope you've understood that cultural lesson because what you need to know is all this passion channels all the way into coming third or fourth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah they, they have loads of promise all the time. Yeah. 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 Don't come home too soon, though. Just just remember that. Scotland Don't come home too soon. <laughs> yeah, it's being Scottish. <laughs> uh, yes, that is my prediction. So exactly 20 years, four months and 21 days since... Australia last played Scotland. Scotland will beat Australia tomorrow. It is my prediction for says. That is our week two fixtures. Uh, Scotland, Australia, United States of America, Japan, France, England, and then Sunday is Italy, Canada, Wales against New Zealand, and Fiji against South Africa. And we are sure that every single one of you that is listening will be up for every single match that will be taking place. Your dedication to this World Cup uh, is to be commended. Um, unless, of course, you are watching in New Zealand, in which case you've got no excuse for missing, missing these matches. Um, yes, thanks for you. tuning in. Yeah. As well. <laughs> <laughs> but that'll bring an end to today's episode. We will be back tomorrow uh, with an episode about out about lunchtime tomorrow, wrapping up all the fixtures. No, it's not brunch. It is not. Oh, it will be out around brunch time. Yes. Should we we settle this? Should we put up audible hands up for who likes the brunch or not? The brunch. No. How many votes have we got for the brunch? Say aye. That's the correct answer. (laughs) (laughs) So we have no votes for the brunch. Exactly. Yeah. Good. I'm on your page. I just. The podcast is coming out at brunch time though, so we can call it the brunch. Brunch time pod. Can someone move the microphone away from her? Uh, but we, as I said we will be back tomorrow morning we will bring you the action from those three games tomorrow uh, fingers crossed for our predictions to come out and on Monday's episode or Tuesday's episode when we review everything over the weekend we'll let you know how successful we were with these predictions but as always thank you very much for listening and catch you tomorrow